Hi, this is John. This video has been uploaded to the Expose the Enemy YouTube channel and Odyssey Backup channel. You can find the links to that, my website and social media and sources in the video description. Firstly, I'd like to thank the people that have stepped up and supported our work. Your support has really helped me out and allowed for me to continue with my work here, so thank you to all of those who have helped. Just over three years ago, I wrote an article titled The Diplomatic Foundations of China-Israel Relations. In the recently uploaded video in which I presented a summary of research I conducted named Epstein Adnan Khashoggi Safari Club and Fake Passport. As a result of that research, some things crossed my mind in regards to the Camp David Accords agreed frameworks and the Egypt-Israel Peace Treaty of 1979. Now if you haven't watched the video I recommend that you do because there's a lot of great information within it. Well as mentioned in that video I highlighted the Egyptian telecommunications project that was first proposed by Adnan Khashoggi as being a quote-unquote gift or favour in relation to the Egyptian president Anwar Sadat agreeing to the two frameworks known as the Camp David Accords. That wasn't the only quote-unquote gift for the two participants coming to the table. For one, both Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin received the Nobel Peace Prize. I suggest that this was likely proposed ahead of the meeting, that there was a strong possibility they had received the prize before the peace meetings were arranged as a political bargaining chip to get Sadat and Begin to the negotiating table. I just want to give a bit of background here on Menachem Begin. Menachem Begin was a disciple of Vladimir Ziev Jabotinsky, the founder of the Nationalist Revisionist Zionist Movement and its better youth wing. Begin joined the Ergun, an underground Zionist terrorist organisation that had split from the main Jewish military organisation, the Haganah, in 1931. Begin assumed the Ergun's leadership in 1944, determined to force a British government to remove its troops entirely from Palestine. And we all know how that went. Remember the King David Hotel bombing. So essentially he was a terrorist that became the head of a terrorist organisation. So it's ludicrous for anyone who is aware of the history to think that Begin was a man of peace. So getting back to the article, I used a quote from the book the Weapon Wizards, How Israel Became a High-Tech Military Superpower. Quote, A delegation of high-ranking Israelis secretly travelled under the cover of darkness to meet with a Chinese delegation in February 1979. Until that winter day, Israeli defence officials had never been to China. The two countries did not have diplomatic ties and nobody on the Israeli side except for the members of the delegation, the Prime Minister, the Defence Minister and a handful of others knew about the trip. If word got out, Israel knew that the Americans would be furious. So then I posed the question, were Americans furious? Are they furious today? Who exactly are they talking about when they say Americans? I assume they're referring to the general public. Maybe they are just referring to the Carter administration. 
anyway. Regardless of perception being pushed by the authors of the book, is that this was all done without the knowledge of the US, and that it was the Israelis that were behind the discretion. Anyway, I found information that I bring up later in the article that challenges this narrative. Continuing now with the article, quote, These risks that the Zionists have historically taken seem insane on the surface. That is, if you believe the narratives that you have been sold to you by the establishment. On the other hand, if you are aware of the Zionist influence in the United States, then you understand that there is no real risk to the relationship between the US and Israel when it comes to Israel's relationship to China. This has become glaringly obvious." Unquote. And with that being said, I knew something was up with the 1979 China-Israel situation. And then I found this quote, Yuri Dan, writing in the New York Post on March the 30th, 1997, reported back in 1979, then Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin got US approval for authorizing Shoal Eisenberg to undertake a $10 billion 10-year deal to modernize the Chinese armed forces. Dan described this deal as one of the most important in Israeli history and that the Chinese insisted on absolute secrecy. So bam, there you have it. It was approved by the US, presumably by the Carter administration and China were the ones that insisted on the secrecy, likely due to avoid upsetting allies who were enemies of Israel. And I think the timing here says a lot. I certainly don't think I'd be speaking out of turn to relate this approval being granted as a favour for Menachem Begin for signing the Camp David Accords and as a favour for assisting with US foreign policy. So I thought that was pretty damn big. So this is from the March the 15th, 1979, New York Times. This is the fallout from the signing of the Egypt-Israel peace treaty. The headline reads, Carter is said to put new US aid for Israel and Egypt at $4 billion. President Carter, in a meeting with members of Congress today, reportedly said the $4 billion in economic and military assistance will go to Egypt and Israel over the next three years. According to participants in the meeting, the United States has not yet decided how to divide this total between the two countries. So this also seems like to be the original big aid package for Israel, taking into consideration the size and the timing, and the fact that Egypt are a part of the aid package, it has to be related to the Camp David Accords. As previously mentioned in the Epstein and Nankashoggi Safari Club and fake passport video. It was an objective of the Safari Club to get the Camp David Accords agreed to by both sides. And now knowing of further details of this Saudi Arabia and Reagan Doctrine article that I read and uploaded the video recently, we can gather that the motivation was to get both Israel and Egypt on board with being a part of this pro-US axis so that there were a group of Middle Eastern countries allied with the United States. So getting Egypt on board was such a key objective, B 
the original Safari Club charter established that an operations centre would be built by the 1st of September 1976 in Cairo, Egypt. Another few tidbits from the Saudi Arabia and Reagan Doctrine article that caught my attention in regards to the China-Israel developments in 1979 is this part of the article mentioning the Israeli involvement in Iran-Contra. Quote, Khashoggi's partners, including Israeli arms dealers Yaakov Nimrodi and Al Schwimmer, Korean Mossad officer David Kimchi and Iranian middleman Gorbonifer were all Israeli agents. Khashoggi himself was a close friend of Kimchi, a long-time political confidant of Israeli leaders Ezra Wiseman and Shimon Peres, and a go-between for Israel in the airlift of Falasha Jews from Ethiopia. Interestingly, Israeli businessman Yaakov Nimrodi and Saudi billionaire Adnan Khashoggi joined forces to launch a travel firm called Zayara International with the aim of encouraging Islamic pilgrimage in an effort to attract Islamic tourists to Jerusalem. Now if we take a look at David Kimchi, it seems like he is one conduit of information from the Israeli side to Khashoggi, i.e. is a part of the Safari Club. In 1977, David Kimchi was assistant to Mossad chief Yitzhak Hoffi. David Kimchi accompanied Moshi Dayan to a meeting with Tahami in Morocco on the 16th of September 1977. Dayan offered to withdraw from the Sinai, paving the way for President Anwar Sadat's visit to Jerusalem two months later. This was a key moment to paving the way to the Camp David Accords. Another note worth mentioning is that Dayan and Ezra Wiseman were related. Their wives were sisters. Now, this is from my article. Quote, According to the authors of The Weapon Wizards, senior representatives from the Israeli Foreign and Defense Ministries were also part of the 1979 Israeli delegation to China. The Israeli Defense Minister at the time was Ezra Wiseman, nephew of Israel's first president, Haim Wiseman. Prime Minister Menachem Begin referred questions regarding to China's shopping list to Defence Minister Ezra Wiseman, who he ordered to personally approve what Israeli companies could or could not sell, giving Wiseman absolute authority under weapon sales to China. Wiseman would go on to be a partner in Elu Technologies, a major middleman for the export and import of arms. So he basically became an arms dealer. Diane was the Israeli foreign minister at the time of the Israeli and Chinese delegations meeting in February 1979, which means he was most likely part of a delegation to China. So we are starting to see a lot of connections between these events. And another point I'd like to make in regards to all of this is that the Talpiot program was founded in, you guessed it, 1979. So maybe the Talpiot program was set up as part of this negotiation with Bergen to sign the Camp David Accords and part of the quote-unquote gifts or favours to Israel or some kind of agreement that the United States would assist with Israel acquiring high technology. Essentially the Talpiot program would be a vessel 
I would facilitate that technology and military edge over the years. So a lot of dots have been connected here and thank you for watching and don't forget to like, sub to the channel and share the video and thanks again to all those who have joined the YouTube channel and the Patreon. Thanks again, until next time, take care.